You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Well, it is official. The Atlanta Braves have clinched the National League East for the fifth straight season. The Mets will host the wild card round on Friday. In the first segment today, I'll discuss that news. Uh, In the second two segments, I actually did a show that I put on YouTube earlier today discussing the Phillies and how they're having all this fun right now because they had no expectations and comparing that to our current existence as Mets fans. uh, It was a fun show. So that's the second and third segments today. And we will begin the show talking about, obviously, the latest here with the Mets uh, officially being eliminated from winning this division. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, at FicklesteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Today's episode of Locked On Mets is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for a faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. Well, it was a great day of baseball from the Mets. As I'm recording this, the game's still going on. I believe it's was a seven nothing or something along those lines. A great first inning in game two. Uh, Brandon Nemo, unbelievable day. Jeff McNeil angling for a batting title. The one thing to watch going into the final day of the season. If the Mets even decided to play him because he just had a great doubleheader. And there's no reason to run Jeff McNeil out there. Now, if McNeil wants to win the batting title um, in the non-Jose Reyes fashion, maybe they do that. I don't know. Maybe they DH McNeil in the final game of the season. You'll see Francisco Alvarez catch. You'll see Mark Vientos maybe play third base. We'll see some wacky stuff. Uh, Maybe Terrence Gore gets the start. Because that game doesn't matter. Because the rest of the season, as far as the regular season is concerned, doesn't matter. Because the Braves won. And it comes down to the weekend. I mean... We were expecting the Marlins to pull off a miracle, sweep the Braves so that the Mets could sweep the Nats and you can win this division. And the Mets might still very well sweep the Nationals and win 101 games, but it won't matter because they lost all three games to the Braves this weekend and because they didn't take advantage of playing the Nationals earlier this month. They swept that series against the Nats earlier this month instead of losing. You want to do the math on their record right now? If they won two games against the Cubs instead of getting swept, they just won one. They won that game against Oakland where Jacob DeGrom got spotted a lead. There was so many games we can look back on this month where the Mets could have closed out this division, and they didn't. And I'm not going to call it a collapse because it's still a 100-win season, and that's something to celebrate. Today, the Mets will literally have their first 100-win season since 1988, yet it feels like a loss. That's where we are. And really, there's nothing else to really say in my opinion about this um you know it's extraordinarily frustrating that the Mets had this incredible season and the Braves had a better one 
And it's that simple. At the end of the day, even if these two teams finish with an identical record, uh, the Braves got to 101 wins first, and they won the season series over the Mets in the end. You have to just tip your cap to them. But it's hard not to think of what could have been, and all you needed was one win this weekend. All you needed was to take advantage of your schedule in September. The Mets didn't do it. But the good thing is, and the way to look at this maybe, is hopefully this puts an additional chip on the Mets' shoulder. Maybe this is a team that, uh, while they went through their lumps last year, and of course, if you look at some of the core guys dating back to the 2019 season, they've been going through their lumps. But, you know, this version of the Mets under Steve Cohen, you'll always need to go through some adversity to get to that next level. And maybe that sweep at the hands of the Braves was that little wake-up call, was that last... Uh, you know, kind of nail driving into them that maybe pushes them over the top. You see Seth Lugo's comments today about wanting to face the Braves again. Maybe these two teams square up in the National League Championship Series. And honestly, based on how this race has gone, it would be pretty fitting if that was the case. But you know what? Now you got the tougher road to get there. And that could present uh, an opportunity for the New York Mets. For one, hey, we get baseball this weekend, and you hope that the Mets have a couple playoff games at home against the Padres. They're hosting this entire series, and let's wrap this thing up by Saturday. Let's win the first two games, and then you're going to feel great. You're in the divisional round. You get the Dodgers in a short series. It's going to be tough. But if this time next week we're looking at a Mets team that has an edge on the Dodgers and the NLDS, all of this is forgotten. It's up to them to fulfill their mission. They said, all year, they want to win the World Series. That's the singular goal. And Mark Hanna said today, hey, it didn't really stop any of our actual goals. We didn't have a goal to win the National League East. Our goal was to win it all. Go out and do it. Go out and do it. Go out and, and sweep the Padres or the Phillies, whoever you play. Go into that series against the Dodgers. You know, Put it to them. It's a great baseball team. But you beat the Dodgers after what you've done. Well, first you got to get there. But if you get to the DS and you beat the Dodgers, uh, it's an incredible season, and you could be squaring right back off against this Braves team looking for revenge, and maybe at that point you're the hungrier team. So this is all we can look at now. You can just look at what's in front of you, as Buck Walter always says. Here you are. You got three against most likely the Padres, potentially the Phillies. You got a, a round against the Dodgers, and then you got the winner of the other side, whether that be whoever wins the wild crown between the Cardinals or the Phillies or I guess the Padres theoretically. And if the Braves don't get upset, your likely round to a World Series at this point has to go through the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Braves. Not necessarily where you want it to be, but if they make it through all of that, uh, this team can prove that they really have been special all year long. They, They can show what they're made of. I still believe this team is good enough to go on a run. They just got to prove it. So now, here we are. Um, final day of the season. Watch Francisco Alvarez catch a baseball game. That doesn't matter. Watch Jeff McNeil maybe play for a batting title. Uh, and then get the day off on Thursday. And get geared up for the first playoff game that we've watched since 2016. We still have to appreciate that moment. Appreciate this is a 100-win ball club. And move past what was just a frustrating week. Um, after what happened in Atlanta. For the rest of the show, like I said, a, a video podcast I had recorded um, to, to be released during the games today. Uh, you'll see why 
Um, a fun show uh, talking about the Mets and the Phillies. So we're going to get to that. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. I'm recording this show at 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday before the Mets play a doubleheader against the Nationals. That could be significant. It could be insignificant. We still don't know. The Braves lost last night, and now you're in this position that you're rooting for the Braves to get swept and for the Mets to sweep to win the division, but that's not likely. So I'm recording this show at 11.30 in the morning, and I'm scheduling it on YouTube to post at about 7 because I'm thinking around then either the Mets will have played their first game and already lost and eliminated themselves. Maybe the rain continues to cry on city field for what was just a terrible weekend of baseball. And it's washed away until Wednesday. And we're just basically watching Braves baseball to see if they eliminate the Mets from contention in the NL East. And if these games are even worth playing at all, we don't know. And so I figured, why don't I record a show? And then just let the the games play out. If the Mets do something remarkable, maybe I will record an additional show um, that I'll put on YouTube or I'll add a segment to this for the podcast audience to talk about the scenarios. If there is meaningful baseball set to be played on the final day of the regular season. But if not, why not get out ahead of my work? Because what else do we have to root for? Now, Jeff McNeil winning a batting title is awesome. And that's something to be excited about. That's something that I will still tune in to watch these games. But is that enough until he does it to do a whole podcast? Probably not. And instead, last night, I'm sitting there watching the Phillies have a champagne shower. They're celebrating. They clinched the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. And it led me to ask the question, are the Phillies fans having more fun than the Mets fans right now? Because the expectations are different. The Mets were expected to win this division. So when they clinch a wild card berth, ending a little playoff drop for the Mets, where we should have been celebrating as if you know we were just into the playoffs for the first time in years, because this was the first time Mets fans got to enjoy playoff baseball in years. I've been hosting this show since the 2019 season. This is the first year where I'm able to cover a playoff team. But expectations were higher, $300 million payroll. You're not supposed to celebrate that stuff. So it's almost like the Mets are too cool to really embrace the moment. And we tried to, but I can't go back to two weeks ago when the Mets clinched in Milwaukee and revisit that moment now and say, oh yeah, that was the moment that we should have been celebrating. Because at the time it felt insignificant because there was a bigger thing at hand. And now the division is off the table or nearly off the table. And it leads me to think, will the Mets get to celebrate this year? And I certainly hope that if they win, against the San Diego Padres or the Philadelphia Phillies in the next round, we will get to see all the guys in a locker room dumping champagne on each other, celebrating what has been a great season. But currently, you're left with this empty feeling about where the Mets are heading into the playoffs, and that's not fair to the team that has worked so hard and has had such a better season than the Phillies. And what's crazy to me, is I got to watch Connor Thompson, or Connor Thomas, excuse me. Um, Was it Rob Thompson is the manager? Connor Thomas, the host of Locked On Phillies. Uh, I got to watch him celebrate 
what happened last night as the Phillies clinched the playoffs. And excuse the video reformatting a little bit on Restream. You can go to his Twitter and find it uh, on the cell phone angle. But we're watching on YouTube. Here it is. Here's Connor celebrating. Phillies making the playoffs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Philadelphia Phillies, after 11 years, are going back to the postseason. It took so long. I was in high school. I couldn't drink back then, but we're drinking now. that video last night i couldn't help but think about another video that i shared on twitter many times this year i made it after a game on may 5th where the mets and the phillies squared off phillies were winning 7-1 heading into the ninth inning and the mets piled on seven runs to stun the phillies in philadelphia after that game here's my reaction ironically as i was watching it back before i started recording wearing the same shirt as today They got the last laugh because I'm imagining being a Phillies fan right now. And I just watched it for Connor. And I think it's a little bit better than being a Mets fan because here they are in the playoffs, no expectations, having the time in their lives. And if these two teams square up, will that lead towards one team playing loose and free and the other team playing tight? That's what I want to explore in the next segment. If we get Phillies Mets, Who's going to have more fun in that series as fans and which team will come out on top? Should the Mets want to play the Phillies or should they uh, be pushing? Or, I mean, obviously it's not up to them, but should they be more content getting to play the San Diego Padres? We'll discuss before we get into that. The numbers don't lie in the last decade. Over 4 million people have chosen simply safe home security to protect their homes. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And as simply safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And I know personally because I actually use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected. They dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, but also smarter ways to detect motion that only alerts you when a threat is real. So for me personally, I like that I don't have to be monitoring the cameras all the time. If something happens, Simply Safe is going to let me know. And they even have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Their monitoring experts use a proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com 
slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, just to have fun or maybe to torture myself. Once again, here is me on May 5th on the Phillies. Here's Connor Thomas five months later. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Philadelphia Phillies, after 11 years, are going back to the postseason. It took so long. I was in high school. I couldn't drink back then. No, we're drinking now. All right, that's enough of that. Here we are. Two fan bases who've gone through similar anguish over the past decade. One of them is now celebrating like they just won the World Series because they get to. They get to have fun. Mets fans just watched a devastating series against the Braves and are now just waiting to see if, A, the Marlins pull off a miracle, and, B, who they're going to play in the wild card round. And I think the interesting thing is, by any measurement imaginable, you want to see the Phillies in that round. And honestly, if I'm the Phillies, I got – Two games left now. Everything's locked up. No reason to play baseball. None. None. The last time you saw the Mets was, uh, you know, August. Mets versus Phillies in Philadelphia. The Mets scored seven runs and beat them seven to two. Game one, eight to two. Game two, Nola and Wheeler pitched those two games. And there were victories from the Mets, as has been the case all season. That is the biggest strength of your team. Those guys have not pitched good against the Mets. You look at the season series. The Mets have won 14 of the 19 games against the Phillies. That's a 737 winning percentage. The Mets should want to see the Phillies. The Phillies should want nothing to do with the New York Mets. At the same time, as a fan, after those two videos go back to back, for me, I don't know if I want to see the Phillies. Not because I think that they are a better team than the Mets, but because they're playing free and easy, no expectations, and losing. To the Phillies, after what just happened against the Braves, would be two weekends in a row that would be so hard to overcome as a Mets fan. And we could be heading towards that. Now, the good news is the Mets can go out with Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer if they face the Phillies, sweep them, feel great, have a champagne shower. We can laugh at Phillies fans at them celebrating what was a season where, yeah, sure, they made the playoffs, but they were nowhere near as good as the top two teams in this division. And guess what? You move on and you get to see the divisional series. That is still the best case scenario. And really, that will be uh, what we should expect from a Mets team this good. But the Mets are pressing. The Phillies are just free and easy at this point. Now, you can make the argument if you want to be the ultimate pessimist and say, oh, yeah, the Phillies are playing better baseball right now. Look at them clinching. Well, I mean, are they really? Like, yeah, sure, they, they finally put it together and they won three straight to clinch. Prior to that, they got blown out by the Nationals uh, in a two-game set. They won the first one, but they lost 
13 to four in the second one. They lost three in a row to the Cubs prior to that. And of course, before that, they lost the final two games in a four game set against the Braves. So they have been on a five game losing streak. It's not like they are playing unbelievably great baseball that has put them in this point to win. Now, Granted, they've done a great job since Joe Girardi has been fired. They've had a really nice season. And look, I was laughing at Phillies fans, and now there's no reason to laugh at them. They've had a very respectable, strong season. Uh, but they were 11-14 and 14 in September. That's a worse record than the Mets. There's no reason the Mets should be scared to play the Philadelphia Phillies. But fandom is not the same thing as what's going to happen on the field. And from a fan perspective, uh, I'm in this weird place where I know that playing the Phillies is the path you want. The Mets are two and four against the Padres this year. You Darvish owns the Mets. Do you really want to go up against that team? The answer is no. But that Philly team has Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Stars, and JT Romuto as well that are all capable of showing up in a big series. They have two really good pitchers. Uh, with Wheeler and Nola, that even though the Mets have handled this year, they could finally get the best of the Mets when the games matter the most. It's tough. And that's the problem with this wild card round is either series is difficult because you're either going to go up against Wheeler, Nola, and I'm assuming Ranger Suarez, or you're going to go up against Musgrove, Hugh Darvish, and Blake Snell. So it's great pitchers across the board. Uh, you know, if you look at the bullpens, I mean, each team has a closer that I think is pretty decent for the Phillies. If it's David Robertson for the Padres, Josh Hader, who I think has started to come around a little bit after just a dreadful beginning to his Padres tenure, but they have guys and uh, you just wonder how either series will break out. That is why, as I record this again at now 1145 in the morning here uh, before the Mets play a doubleheader against the nationals, you're still hoping that some miracle happens. But the reason why I'm recording right now is because the likelihood of that is so you know, thin. There's the, the chance is so impossible that the Mets win this division that we're left with two days of baseball that don't matter really other than Jeff McNeil winning a batting title. Again, I could be wrong. That's why we're recording this early. That's why we're releasing it at 7. At this point, as you're watching, maybe the Mets won the first game. Maybe they lost. If they sweep a doubleheader today, and the Braves lose, you will get more Locked On Mets content on YouTube and also a longer podcast on your podcast feed combining these two. If not, this is the episode for the day, and we move on to the final day of the season, and we begin to turn the page towards the playoffs and previewing what is going to be an extremely stressful but hopefully thrilling and entertaining in a good way series as the Mets finally have playoff baseball again at City Field this weekend. As always, though, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked on Mets. Thank you for making Locked on Mets your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on MLB, hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. Locked on MLB is where you want to go to stay up to date with everything going on in Major League Baseball. You can follow Locked on MLB wherever you get podcasts.